Eric Levi. Call her by daddy's name. <laughs> this is a podcast dedicated to television and critiquing it from a cultural, economical, political stance. This is the Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> Welcome not, back to Joe Rogan. This is neither. This is neither of these things. Have you ever taken ayahuasca with a monkey in the rainforest? This is welcome back. TV for white people. Welcome back to Chapo Trap House. I'm the 20th Mike Levi. They brought me on so that I can call Biden the F slur because I'm the only gay person on the uh, fucking As he's already introduced himself, this is Levi, and I am Eric, and I, I am Levi. Welcome back. This is What's part another big podcast I can <laughs> talk about. Welcome back to my brother, my brother, and me. I have a question from a reader. <laughs> It says, uh, if you piss your pants at the office, what can you do? I piss my pants at the office I'm in. My name's Jim Halpert, and I'm trying to get my wife back. This is, what can I do? That's a decent segue to uh, what we're talking about. Jim Halpert's trying to get his wife back at the office. <laughs> this, is, this is part two of the office script. And we're back to talking about what's up at the office, which we covered a little bit already. I destroyed my throat with that and what we were doing earlier. <laughs> oh, you're going to love when we have to get back into Kevin impressions. <laughs> oh, God. Kevin will be bad. Don't worry. We're going to zoom right through it this time. <laughs> yeah, we're going to hit it no, with a fucking dart. <laughs> so, okay. So we've already talked a, bit, a little bit about our the general A plot. You know, Jim's trying to get his wife back. He's got to he's you know, he's got to prove that he's you know that he's better he's a better option than yeah, Stanley, which, which will never be proven because Stanley is awesome. Yeah, uh, we Stanley can get is the a plot again. Actually, I might want to introduce the B plot. I was gonna say I'm just recovering, <laughs> just doing yeah. re- general recap. You know, so Stanley's your anime king, but he yeah. doesn't give a shit. Yeah, as you should not. And then, of course, Michael's visiting the office, Dwight relinquishing his post. You know, you've got your, those are your general main characters going on there. So, yeah, so moving on into, you know, past that, because there's a whole other cast we got to get to. Yeah, we got a whole and we spent an And we spent an hour on four characters, so we should probably... <laughs> yeah, we should probably pick up the base a little bit. Yeah, so anyway, so moving into, so what do you want to move into next? I want to set up the writing for our B plot this episode. All right. Which is? This is going to be centered on Michael being an embarrassment towards Andy. So do you remember Michael? He wants to be well-loved and liked, and he wants to be right about things, but he's also behind the times racist and homophobic. Yes. So what's the they, new... I, I feel like they <laughs> tried to downplay some of that later. They well yeah because because you Michael's can't a yeah. hero because everyone loves God. yeah everyone loves Steve Carell yeah well also because he's Michael's the good guy who hangs out with everybody and they all love him except yeah. when they don't because he's got he's a he's got a big heart he's just an idiot yeah he's uh, just an idiot which, but we don't give a shit about that character which at all. is funny because again in the beginning it was like. Look at how racist, uh, homophobic, and embarrassing this man is. Yeah. I think even then he was just kind of an oaf, but he was yeah, an oaf well, in a non-lovable because, way. It's because the Overton window has shifted, so things that, like, 
uh, we're just like, haha, he's racist in a lovable way. You see it now, and you're like, you're not allowed to be calling your workers that. Yeah. You cannot call your employees these names. You can't, Michael, you can't come in and go, Angela, you bitch, <laughs> get back to your desk. That's not okay. You'll and also, fired. And, but again, we don't care who this character is at all. We don't give a shit. So yeah, well, we're gonna the office the we're gonna yeah. This is the office the return. Michael's getting real. Michael's getting real because he's been listening to some podcasts. <laughs> What's the if you say in the past we just had racism, homophobia, and sexism? There's a new one we have too. Well, we also had classism then too. There's a new one we have too. Of I guess it's not isms because this one is an opphobic, but it's not homophobic. There's a new one. Oh yeah, I know what you mean. Arachnophobic. Arachnophobic. He's a, he, yeah, he, he hates, he's racist against sorry, spiders. I was doing, I was going in my mind palace to find out if it was a phobic or a ism. I was doing, if you see where Sherlock puts the word in front of him and all sorts of other words fall out. I had phobic and I was going through them all. I was like, homophobic. I already said that. No, move. Why is, <laughs> and I go why is homophobia, homo- why does homophobia not have like an ism to it? It's racism and then it's homophobia. Because... Racism was originally a form of study of <laughs> of race. The same with sexism. <laughs> sexism was originally about the form of study of sex. It's just that those people were so racist and sexist that eventually the ah, academic term like or like Orientalism. <laughs> like I get Orientalism. it. I get it. I get it. Okay, uh, so Orientalism is when you make carpets, when you make rugs. So anyways, uh, so Michael's starting to dabble in the the newest, well, I mean, I mean it's, it's been, been around. around it's been around. Yeah. But yeah, the one to hit center stage. But it's the one that people care about now. <laughs> uh, people didn't used to care about it because, well, they didn't used to care about the other ones either. Yeah. But, you know, people are going like, man, it'd be really cool if we weren't getting murdered in the streets. And they're like, wow, I guess we're going to talk about this now. <laughs> it would be pretty cool if we weren't getting murdered in the streets. Uh, and then everyone else went, shut up, shut the fuck up. We don't care about that. Until finally somebody went, um, I'm attractive and white. Do you care if I die in the streets? And they're like, I'm confused about and this And then now. like, yeah. And then like five people went, okay, I guess. Uh, and then everyone got mad at those five people. But the movement grew. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, not to da- not to dance around this for another fucking hour. So Michael it's is... A, it's just incredibly funny that, like, you know, until... In the entire history of the world, it's only, like, the last five years anyone has started to care about maybe we shouldn't treat every other human being like total garbage. Yeah. I say the last five years. It's no, been you're than pretty. That in it, other it ha- yeah, but you know, but America has been the last five. Years. But but you're you know you're like your your general point is yeah. is correct that people are just going to pretend like this is just like a made up thing or whatever. Yeah. So what's the new one? So the new one is uh is transphobia, and that's when you just cannot stand subways. You get on them, you get on a subway, and you start talking about the people on it. You get very classist, very... You start thinking, you like, start what if what if you, what if if you, we built a tunnel that went under the entire country, <laughs> and we just put cars into it, and then we just piled them up in the middle like so, a fucking Hot Wheels track? Michael isn't necessarily transphobic. Yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna just gonna have Michael just he's not overtly. Yeah, he's not gonna be sending DMs to any of the characters being like, you'll never be Michael this. instead is Michael is a, a 
He's, in it, he's inadvertently Michael transphobic. Michael says he's LGBTQIA and the A is for ally. That's what Michael is. Well, he thinks the Q stands for queer coded, which is where the allies hang the out. The Q stands for QAnon. <laughs> I don't think that's true. No, it's true. That's why I'm in the LGBT community. Because <laughs> I'm with QAnon. Well, you... you... I thought you took up two spaces in, in there, and that's why you're more of an ally. That's why I'm even more of an ally. I take up three uh, bisexual QAnon ally, dude. That's why I'm the gayest man in Ocala, Florida. Don't tell people where we live. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> you can edit that out if you want. I don't give a shit. You're the one who does the editing. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I, do you want me to edit it out? Uh, who cares? <laughs> Anyways, uh, I'll boop out uh, that sound. <laughs> That's why we live in boop boop. That's on the gas man in boop, Florida. <laughs> we can probably edit out all those. Anyways, so uh, yeah, I'll take out every time you say it. <laughs> you say that word, you're not allowed to call people that anymore. That's not what's happening. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Uh, Anyways, yeah, so Michael Michael really thinks that he's being an ally. He is inadvertently not. Yeah, he wears the big fucking uh, rainbow boa, <laughs> and he goes on about, uh, <laughs> aren't you people always so talented to Oscar <laughs> about a uh, gay man or whatever? And he's like, I love Elton John now. <laughs> So he decides he's going to be an ally to what he perceives as the the new cause, the new Michael cause. Michael Scott Chaser. <laughs> he's the new. He's he's going to be an ally to the new movement, to the new you know, to the new yeah, marginalized so, group that he has learned of. Yeah. So Michael is he's a chaser, and he learns about trans issues on Tumblr now, and he sees in the bathroom that someone has dropped a tampon with blood in the men's bathroom. What he doesn't realize, he sees Andy come in and leave. What he doesn't realize is that Andy was using it for his nose. Uh, he got it from, who's his girlfriend at reception? Oh, uh, Aaron. Yeah, Aaron, who's back too. Yeah, we'll get to her. <coughs> yeah, we can go. She's dead. <laughs> what? <laughs> we fucking killed her. So, if you remember correctly, Mm-hmm. Andy has to work out of Dwight's car. <laughs> oh yes, yes. I, I'm I'm pretty sure we covered that in that uh, in that Dwight relinquishes post, but with the caveat that Andy would remain his manservant. Yes, and Andy's office has been relocated to Dwight's car. Yes. So Andy at some point fails a sale, and I think that's when we get like a zoom in on Andy in the same way other characters. We just won't like go through it all are all, of course, going to get their personal interviews, the office style. Yeah, little confessionals like, I'm just or whatever. doing so bad recently. I tried to start an acapella group, and that failed immediately because no one likes that bullshit. I, <laughs> I, I tried to become a samurai after watching Yojimbo and Sanjiro, and I walked around <laughs> Scranton with a samurai sword, <laughs> and I was looking for dueling gangs that I could pit against each other, and that's just not a thing and not a way to make money. <laughs> so I'm back, and I'm selling paper, and I'm doing so bad at it, and he slams, he, like, fails a sale, and he slams his hand against the dash, 
and the uh, <laughs> what is it? The airbag comes out and it pops him in the face. Oh, and so okay. he has to get he has a to, tampon for his nose. Yeah, he's basically he runs inside. Back. He runs inside and he's like, he's like, Aaron, Aaron, I I need he's something crying. for my nose. I I broke my nose, and Aaron's <laughs> nose. like, I've got something just for you, and she gives him a tampon. Yeah, he's like, okay. Yeah, and so Michael sees Andy go because he's like hurt. He's yeah, like he's like running into the yeah, bathroom. And he's like running. And Michael's like, well, that's not normal. And he's like, and he follows him into the bathroom and Andy's in a stall and he's like, Andy, are you okay? I can't, I can't talk like Steve Carell. Uh, and Andy's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. And then he, you know, he rushes out of the bathroom again, clearly embarrassed. And then, you know, Michael looks into the toilet. He's like, what the heck? And he walks in there to look and he's like, or I think Andy could even say about like, I'm fine. My tampon just fell out. I don't think it matters. Yeah. Either way. He'll see it. He'll see it, and he'll be like, Andy was really upset. Really emotional. Really emotional. And and he's got, and there's a tampon, a bloody tampon in the toilet. Yeah. And so Michael comes out with a revelation. Yeah, Michael comes out with a revelation. He goes, it's like, it turns to him for the interview, and he's very excited. And I think uh, what he will say for his interview is just like, only one day back at the office, and it's already so much more diverse. <laughs> He's just like so excited, so excited for I can't believe Andy. How diverse it is now. in that strange way that allies are like, you're so brave uh, <laughs> to to your friends who are trans, and you just you're like you're like embarrassed for your friends who have to put up with it, and you're like, come guys, please just be normal to my friends. That's what, like, Michael is towards Andy, but he won't outright... He's not outright saying anything to Andy, but he is in the way allies do, and older people, too, about trans people. He is, like, Mm -hmm. outing Andy's sis, but he's, like, outing Andy as trans if Andy were uh, a trans man. Yes. He's also going to do that thing where he, like, where he, you know, thinks that he he has misgendered Andy. And then upon doing so, yeah. proceeds to just like grovel at his feet for I'm, forgiveness. So I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I, I meant I meant to say, uh, Andy. I meant to say he. I'm so. Can I take you to lunch? I'm so sorry. And he's like, Nah. Like you're. Why it's, did it's you? Fine. And he's like very. He's even more confused and yeah, embarrassed because, like, because this is not a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's not like he's ever had to put up with anything like this. And also, like Michael is doing this in such a way so that it is not immediately apparent. Yeah. That what Michael thinks. Yeah, but when he gets to reception, he immediately tells Aaron something about, like, did you know she goes by him now? About Andy, a person he met as a man. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so so that's that's going to be the B-plot for, for Michael, for Andy, and yeah. for Aaron. It will culminate... It will culminate uh, in Christmas. Aaron. It will culminate in Aaron being crowned the Queen of Love and Peace. <laughs> <laughs> I just love your modern marriage. <laughs> your <laughs> what is uh, unconventional relationship? <laughs> to, oh damn, that rules! Uh, you should listeners, you should say that to cishet couples. I love your unconventional relationship. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, that'll culminate on Christmas. It is in December when this takes place. This is a Christmas episode. Yeah. So this will probably be like a, this will, this will, because they're off on Christmas day, but they'll, they'll work Christmas Eve. Is that usually how it goes? They work Christmas Eve and they have Christmas day off. I don't know. What did Scrooge do in uh, Christmas Carol? <laughs> 
<laughs> Whatever uh, Scrooge did is probably how most companies do it today. Think, no, most most places do just give you like Christmas Day off. Yeah. If you're working in an actual office, yeah, that's yeah. generally how it goes. If you work in like if you, nah, work, in, if you work in like retail or food, like, nah, it's food, like school. It's like school. You get that whole week off. It's uh, and then in the first week of January. It's if it's if it's like if you work in retail or food, it was only within like a few years ago that they started giving Christmas Day off. Yeah, total hell. Yeah, seriously. My heart you goes out to people who work in You should probably murder your boss if you hear this. You should probably... Is that illegal yeah, for you me to say? You no, because it's a general call to violence. It's not a specific one, so it's... They're probably going to outlaw those soon, too. Yeah, but currently... That's oh, habeas corpus, they're going to do... They're going to do... Oh, we don't have that anymore. That's... They're getting rid of that also. <laughs> That's also, also not the one I'm trying to say. Yeah, they're going to get rid of the de facto stuff, so yeah, they're going to be going back and arresting people for podcasts. So They're also going to outlaw podcasts. This is a general call to violence in any means or form. <laughs> <laughs> I just think there should be more of it. Well, Levi's always going to ask for that. It doesn't really have to be about anything. But it generally is. A, this time specifically, you should probably kill your boss, your boss's boss. You're, uh, in a way, the government's your boss, so you should kill them too. Again, Levi's always going to ask for this. You know what I should ask for again, because it won't be re- recorded on this one? The destruction of Silicon Valley. <laughs> <laughs> Only hurt the people who make above 100k. Yeah, we were trying to figure out how to do that selection. Anybody who tells you they're making an app, you should kill on the spot. Have you ever heard, if you meet Buddha on the road, kill him? (laughs) It's not like that at all, but if you meet somebody making an app, kill them. Just walking down a sidewalk and see a guy doing programming on his phone. Yeah, and you're like, what are you up to? And he's like, oh, I'm trying to make the new Uber, so, uh, and this way... Doesn't uh, even finish a sentence. You you have a a pipe in your hand you have bashed him over the head with. Dude, I'm trying to make a new form of zero-hour contract. It's going to be a negative one-hour contract. Somehow, <laughs> just uh, yeah, they're private contractors and also contract to each other, and somehow in this uh, new pyramid scheme, basically all the workers them. will be passing around the same twenty dollars, <laughs> which is yeah. what every ride will cost, no matter where you're going. So you know who is making an app in the office? Uh. Someone made an app in the office, and I forget who. I thought that was Jim and I thought that was Jim and Daryl. Oh, is that what they did? It was a, they did like the then they do like sports betting or something. Well, it's lucky that that brought us back to the office <laughs> because we should mention. Uh, well, we need to complete Jim's a plot uh, and do mention. We? We're not even. I feel like we need to get. We need to round back. Uh, to we should round else. up the players. Then let's yeah, round yeah, yeah. up. Let's round, let's round everybody up. All right, so let's hurt these doggies. So, uh, uh, so you know, we get Craig Robinson. Yeah, Craig Robinson, the only uh, one other than Jim, the only John one Krasinski other than Jim who has serious work, which is he has to have a cam, he has a standing cameo role every week on Brooklyn Nine Nine as the Pontiac <laughs> Bandit. Every week he has to appear, and he'll say special guest Craig Robinson. And you're like, yeah, I know he was in the whole season already. Well, the other thing I was going to say is that uh, is that Daryl is the only person, is he seems to be the only other person in the show who just regularly does not give a shit about his job. Yeah, except for Jim, who Jim eventually gives up on that and starts caring about his job. <laughs> yeah, 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 because uh, Daryl's job wasn't real. Because Daryl was like the liaison between the warehouse and I think the he office. started out as like a normal warehouse guy, but then they moved him up to, yeah, they moved him up to the office. Yeah, because people like, liked him more than Roy, so they're like, we have to kill Roy and make Daryl a regular 
Well, yeah, because they hated Roy. Because yeah. Roy was standing in the way of Pam and, uh, of Pam and Jim. Yeah. And then when Pam and Jim get together, people really realize how much they hated Jim. <laughs> well, yeah, because at that point, what's standing in the way of Pam and the viewer is Jim. <laughs> well, yeah, because at that point, people realize what they really wanted, which was for Pam to get with that guy from the camera crew. Yeah, there's a guy in the... That sounds right. Did you did you do you remember that? No, I did not. There's like a there's like a there's like a brief little like weird subplot where like Pam and Jim are having oh, yeah. troubles and she starts talking to like I mean nothing happens. Yeah. But like she keeps talking to like the camera guy. The camera guy like gets into a fight with someone who tries to like put their hands on Pam. Yeah, wait. And then he gets that fired. That does sound kind of Yeah, and then he gets now. fired. But there's like this in, there's like this implication that they have That sounds familiar, but I can't remember him, but I I'm it basically imagining... if I remember correctly, it sounds like a subplot they thought to go with and I'm then, imagining and then it the was assassin unpopular. in the Sopranos with like the ponytail <laughs> who tries to get with uh what's her name? Edie Falcon. So uh fuck. So Daryl up till now. Yeah, that's where we were. If you remember Jim buys out Daryl's share of the company. Yes. Uh, so that Jim can go work for Dice Corps and do whatever he does. Jim can go work for Dice Corps and overthrow some nations for the United Fruit Company now Chiquita Banana. But he fails at doing that and Well we're not he talking fails about... for love. He yeah. fights for love and for capitalist billionaires. Yeah, well that's what he tells the government of the country that captures him anyways. But we're not talking about Jim. We're talking about Daryl. Mr. Maduro, sir, I'm here for love. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and so, uh, so we're, we're talking about Daryl. Daryl is trying to kickstart his music career with some of the funds that he's got. Mm-hmm. And so he decides to record a studio album. Everything he has. He records like he five records studio albums. a 200 track album. <laughs> this is a six, so this is a 10 disc album is what I've decided now. <laughs> And Every he just really, song and he, he and he, yeah, he just, in one and like batch, half of the songs are just ditties. And he releases them all at once. He releases doesn't, everything. Yeah, doesn't doesn't try to like a thousand songs appear on Bandcamp overnight, <laughs> momentarily crashing the servers. But no one's interested because it's not like he was making a name for himself, staggering releases, getting people amped or anything. Didn't do marketing at all. He did zero marketing for this. Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> so that fails. He's got to go back to work. He's, yeah, he's back at the office, and also. He's working as a bartender. He's not working as a bartender. He's working as a musician. In a oh, I thought I figured he would just be a bartender who was Why also you... doing music. <laughs> no, I thought he'd be a bartender that was also doing music. I mean, that's also funny, but I like the idea of him at, at the office as, uh, <laughs> like, staring at Jim, who's <laughs> both of them having <laughs> failed after the uh, <laughs> thing they made, uh, took off. So yeah, but he so okay. Well, uh, either way, like he night he he uh, he moonlights as uh, as this uh, as a you know as a musician for the bar. Yeah, and it's a bar owned by you know a friend of his, fellow coworker, fellow co-worker. by the name of Kevin. Yeah, Kevin, our is favorite a bar. guy. Uh, but Kevin also had something he had to be doing <laughs> over seven years. <laughs> what he had to be doing. So Kevin's a bowler. I Kevin believe to bowl. be true. Yeah, <laughs> this is a thing I'm pretty sure. This uh, is a thing true. that Levi looked at the man named Kevin and, and immediately thought, like, that's a guy who bowls. Well, I think that Jim said, you know what? I think it's because uh, they play that FMK game 
in the show, and he said uh, Jim said he'd marry Kevin, and I'm, it might be because he says he could bowl with Kevin. That might also be wrong. I don't know. We Maybe really... they go bowling in the show, and that's why I think this. You're only legally required to watch the show once. You don't have to go watch it. It also doesn't matter. I can just say he's into bowling. I'm writing the fucking yeah. show. Who's going to go fucking verify this? This is The Office no The Return. I didn't write the original because they didn't let me. But they brought me on for The Return, and the studio actually greenlit all of my ideas. So Kevin's trapped in the red room, <laughs> but he finally gets let out after seven years. Kevin gets stuck bowling. Eric, do you know how you trap a monkey? Not giving up on this analogy. You know how you trap a monkey? You put a strawberry into a bottle. That's right. I taught you. you well. <laughs> I taught you well. I hate this. You put a strawberry in a bottle, and they stick their hand in, and they get stuck because they got it in their little fist. And when they try to pull it out, their fist hits the bottleneck, and they can't get their hand out. This is also why they say an old monkey will never put their hand in a bottle. That yeah. is an old method to hunting because you go, well, I get to keep that strawberry in the bottle. It might not be strawberry. It could be whatever. Yeah. Me, whatever. I don't know. I don't know what monkeys eat. Nowadays, I think they just use like a net trap. Yeah. I think they or, just shoot monkeys. Yeah, well, yeah. Nowadays, in order to catch, if you want to catch a monkey live, I think they just kill the parents <laughs> okay. of the monkey. Don't kill monkeys. Yeah, that's not cool. That's my stance. Yeah. I, we're a very pro-monkey podcast. Oh, we are definitely a pro-monkey podcast. Yeah. I love monkeys. Yeah. Monkeys are pretty cool. Probably the best thing. Uh, yeah, if I had to creation. pick an animal that was cool, it would be monkeys. Yeah, hell yeah. I love a siamang. Oh, what are those? Those are the ones that are... I think they're... What's the one with a G? They're that kind, but Gibbons, I think. Oh, yeah, Gibbons <laughs> But the cool. siamang is the one with, like, the uh, frog throat bulge. Uh, that's cool. That, like... They, uh, like a, the throat sack that they, like, put air in and they can make, like, I like big howls with. I like a gibbon. I like a marmoset. Those are cool. Yeah. I like baboons, uh, but baboons are scary as hell. No, no, no. Man, mandrills. Mandrills yeah. are scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, baboons are scary, too. I think they we look. had this talk when we yes. talked about friends. We probably did. They, dude, baboons and mandrills are fucking terrifying. This reminds me. They've got fangs I needed and a dog to correct face. you on. I needed to get ahead of this for the podcast, which is I said a thousand millimeters, and you called that ten centimeters. That was ten meters. Wait, no, a thousand ten. millimeters. A thousand millimeters is ten meters. No, what? What are you talking is about? It not? Milla is a thousand. Uh huh. Milla thousand meter. Oh, so it's one meter. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, for, I didn't catch that. Let me time. believe that my whole life. <laughs> Sorry, I need to wrap back around to it. Centimeter, hundred and a meter, millimeter, thousand and a meter. So there you go. It only took us two episodes to fix that mistake. <laughs> Just think of what we've gotten wrong in this one that we'll get around to in the next... I've never gotten anything wrong. This podcast can be listened to when you'll hear it, and there is no air. It's, it's papal infallibility. We're not even podcast. recording. This isn't even the order we recorded this in. We started episode. We started part two of this one before we did. The Holy one. Spirit oversees this podcast, and everything that it's stated, much like the church, is all correct. I don't know if any of that's true. This is true. Ask Francis. He's my golfing buddy. I'm not going to talk to that. He's guy. not. I'm not going to talk to that the guy. real pope. He is another cardinal. They put him in to fake it. I'm also not a pope. I want to make that clear. He's just not the real pope. The real pope lives in the White House, baby. That's right. Donald Trump is the pope, dude. <laughs> is this a new? Is this like a new QAnon? 
This like is me, angle. QAnon, Donald Trump, time traveler is the boat. I don't want to hear QAnon updates. So anyways, uh, Kevin goes bowling, and he gets stuck in the same way that you trap a monkey when you're trying to catch it, I guess. Yeah. Which Kevin, is that he's gonna he was gonna bowl a perfect strike. He was gonna bowl a perfect game. But he's so focused. Yeah. That he and it forgets. Still reads as a perfect game because his, his well, big yeah. body knocks everything out. But he forgets the one thing they teach you when you learn to bowl, which is gotta let your fingers out of those holes. Out. And he you he keeps his fingers in. Ball when you roll it. Yeah. So he throws it, and like a fucking Looney Tune, he goes right with that ball down <laughs> down the lane. Yeah. And so he is stuck for seven years. Daryl, who's stuck, bartending yeah, gets, for he, him and playing music because he failed as a musician, he's yeah. the one who oversees him because he's like, well, he owns the bar. If he dies, I won't be able to play there anymore. Yeah, so so basically... I'll, ne- I'll so, never be Elton John if he dies. So Kevin gets stuck in the ball return for, for seven years, and, yeah. and, and Daryl comes and feeds him. On the seventh day of the seventh month of the seventh year, even though uh, I've noted this is December... Uh, he realizes he wants to go back to his work family. He wants to go back. He's remembering the finale of The Office, watching The Office on so, the show The Office. Yeah, so he remem- So he, he realizes the trick that all the old monkeys Yeah, know. he says whatever Shinji says about, I do love this world, I do want to be a part of it, or whatever. Yeah. Whatever Shinji says in Evangelion. He he says, says, yeah, he says... I do want to live. I Michael, I, I live. do want to live in this world. I <laughs> Father, do want to be a I do want to live. And he lets go of the ball. Yeah. He gets his uh, fingers out. He gets his fingers out, and then he promptly shuffles out <laughs> in the way Kevin walks, <laughs> and also in the way you would walk if for seven years you've been stuck in a bowling alley. Just, just embarrassed. Very, <laughs> totally embarrassed by very, the fact you could have left at any time. Very bashful. <laughs> People are calling to him. They're they're so happy to see he's free. He yeah. does not acknowledge them. Yeah, and so on Monday, even though he left uh, before the office ended to work this bar, Kevin is back <laughs> on, on the first Monday after this weekend to come in and go, your favorite accountant is back. And Michael is happy to see him. Michael, Michael is happy. Michael is very happy. He's like, oh, wow, Kevin, I've missed you. But Dwight, on the other hand, is... Beside himself, he's like Kevin. You disappeared for seven years. <laughs> You've been... Kevin, you where have do you been? not have a job. Um, fact, Kevin, I have not seen you in seven years. Yeah, fact, you do not have a job. Fact, you have never touched. You have <laughs> never touched a beat, Kevin. <laughs> oh my, just don't like beats. <laughs> Why I told you that I don't like beats. Why would I apologize if I haven't done anything wrong? Why? I think there is. If you, Dwight, Chris Kyle is who did something wrong. To unlock the secret of doing a Kevin impression, it lies somewhere within a half-decent Ventura impression. Jesse Ventura I love impression. Ventura so much. Jesse Ventura rules. That guy's great. God, yeah. I love when he was insane. I don't apologize. You don't apologize if you haven't done anything wrong. I, I haven't done, done anything wrong. wrong. You don't it's, apologize. It really it's now, so it's good. Good. now I feel like I sound like Kevin. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because we do. It is the we same sound like voice. Both. Ventura was absolutely right and never apologized. You haven't done anything wrong. Well, yeah, I think that's true. Yeah. That's why me as a perfect sweetie angel, I've never apologized. So yeah, Kevin doesn't have a job. He's got to go back to his failing bar, which is <laughs> yeah. falling into shambles because Daryl has done nothing to up. Yeah. It. You know the scene in The Return of Twin Peaks where a man sweeps up the bar? Yeah. That's like the opposite of what we get in The Office The Return. 
<laughs> we get Daryl not uplift up tending this bar at all. Yeah, it's like if a bar was still being... There's a way to do the opposite of sweeping. <laughs> I don't know what that looks like. I guess he scrubs the floor to he's, get the finish uh, off of it. He's dumping the trash back out onto the floor. <laughs> he's dumping the dust that someone sweeped for him. He's pulling nails halfway out. <laughs> Guys, you like my new song? He gets up, <laughs> tears lamination off the floor. <laughs> That's my new song. So he's back with our two other accountants, who are Angela and Oscar. That's right. Now so Angela has need... been busy being a wife to Dwight. Yes, she's married to Dwight. She's living at the farm with Dwight and Mose. <laughs> In fact, Mose. I think that she doesn't work there anymore because she's taking that trad wife lifestyle. You think so? Yeah, probably. She's just doing that cottage core. Yeah, well, not cottage core because that's for that's for cool people. <laughs> it's for white supremacists, my dude. Dude, that's for what? Um, it's that's actually, for white nationalists. It's, it's actually colonial. It's imperialism to want to live in a place that doesn't make you want to kill yourself. <laughs> I love that. I love when the teenagers try and tell you that like cottage core is imperialist because. Um, it's wrong to want land, and you're like, oh yeah, dude, no one else in the world has ever tended a farm. <laughs> no one else, it's not even about tending a farm, usually, it's just about having a pretty house. Yeah, it's about having, it's about having, it's about having a house with a lot of potted plants. It's actually imperialism if you can see a tree. (laughs) I'm 100% sure it's an op from a real estate developer to try and tell you that it's imperialism or white nationalism or whatever the fuck children You should want to live in a suburb or... First of all, don't let a 15-year-old tell you you have to live in a city or else you're racist. Yeah, if you don't if you don't live in if you don't live in an apartment that you can't afford or a suburb where you hate yourself and your neighbors, uh, dude, if you ever see a blade of grass in the cement and you don't pluck it out, that's colonialism, actually. So she's trad wiping it up. Oscar, on the other hand, Oscar, on the other hand. So do you know? What ethnicity, nationality, whichever one is right, Oscar is. Aside from, of course, he's a Latino man. Well, yes. Aside from being gay ethnically. <laughs> I'm, I'm ethnically gay. <laughs> Hello, I am ethnically gay. Oscar is a Mexican-American man. That is correct. Yes. Now, do you remember, politically, someone <laughs> referenced Mexican-Americans a lot in American politics recently? Yeah, do you know what that was? Uh, do you know who that was? Uh, maybe 2015, 2016? Uh, do you know who that was? Laura Loomer? Well, yeah. <laughs> but no, just else. joking. We know who it is. It's our boy, Donnie Deals. It's our, it's our Hillary Clinton who <laughs> said she was going to build a wall. Yeah, Donnie Deals. Good old, good old Donald Drumpf, as I like to call him. I just remembered that picture of Laura Loomer. That one <laughs> other woman. How awful she looks. She looks so fucked It's up. amazing. She looks like the uh, guy from Big Bad Beetleborgs. <laughs> like Elvis Ghost. <laughs> yes, I know what you mean. Uh, it's incredible. It's like her and Sam Hyde. They're like doing a service against the right wing by just becoming uglier and uglier as time goes on. Yeah, who's paying them to do this? How do you get so... <laughs> so start fucked up. As like they both looked fine originally, and then as time progresses, they look less and less human, and more and more like it's like when you look at a face in an acid trip during like a bad one. 
It's incredible. Just melting off. Just God. stretching past its proportions. Imagine being like a high schooler who stays inside all day. The one time they see the sun is when like PE puts them out. And then like being so into Sam Hyde and that's who like, like uh, Sam Hyde is right about everything. I mean, I guess neither he nor Loomer have a big following, but it's still so funny to be like, that's who I'm going to turn to. <laughs> These absolute freaks of nature. God, man, I cannot imagine looking <laughs> up to those people. It's so funny. It's Anyways, absolutely so funny. that's not who we're talking about here. We're talking about Oscar. We're talking about yeah. Donnie Deals. Donnie Deals. So as a Mexican American man, you might expect 2016 to get him thrown into politics, which he already was a political guy. Yeah, somewhat. He was like yeah. a smart political man. But it's not in the way you think. Oscar becomes one of the like uh, faux intellectual smart guys who are like, I'm a genius at stocks. That kind of guy. He becomes one of those and he has, he's got a weekly meeting at the library, gay Mexicans for Trump. <laughs> and he sells a bunch of shirts like that to white Trump supporters in the same way that, like, if you remember the, like, Blacks for Trump shirts and those on the white people, and you're like, oh, man, this is my favorite image I've ever seen. This rules. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that image of the stand that was, like, Blacks for Trump, and it was just, like, two 60-year-old <laughs> white people. That was amazing. I loved it so much. But he has a weekly meeting at the library. Mm-hmm. Every week he shows up. And he conducts a meeting in, like, one of those meeting rooms libraries have in the front. Yes. He has a standout appointment every week, every Sunday at four. Mm -hmm. He goes right after church. He's like, I'm here for Mexican Americans who are gay for Trump. Gay Mexican Americans for Trump. Yeah. So a club exclusively for himself. Yes. That he Uh, hangs out at, (laughs) waiting for someone to show up. He's just on his phone all day for about an hour. I think the last frame... Of, uh, the last frame of this episode, the last, it'll be like a stinger at the end of this episode, which is also the special. So it's a special, it's hour long, probably. So it'll be the, like, the return, and then that'll be it. But there won't be another season, like, for, uh, FRI, yes, <laughs> like we did for Friends. And the last image will be Oscar sitting, going, like, roll call for gay Mexicans for Trump, Oscar. And he turns, he looks at this empty room. Okay, to our business. And then you hear the door open and Oscar turns very happily. Uh, and then it cuts. <laughs> <laughs> I do kind of like that. Yeah, it's, it's a nice ending. So that's, yeah, that's Oscar. Now, did we already cover Kelly? I don't Not think this so. One. Did we cover so we started with the B plot. Yeah. And then we moved to... Kelly, in the same way that, like... The check-ins for Kelly would be like, yep, still working at the office. And for, oh, you didn't ask me on this recording, but it was just a time we talked. Then the worst character in the office. That's Ryan. right. That's, that, was, that, was in the first, that was in the first recording. No, I don't think that we have that anymore about. Not uh, anymore. No, that was in the first. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's when you're over. Yeah. 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 Because you admitted. Yeah. So. God, so, yeah. so. So. Yeah. I mean. You know, the producer just wanted to... Yeah, well, because he was going to be, like, a main character, and then they didn't know what to do with him, but because he does everything for the show, they were like, I guess BJ Novak has to be in every episode, too. Again, he becomes, like... He be- but he, was he, like, he wasn't moves. even in every episode. It's the same way with, yeah, like, no. Kelly. They weren't in all the episodes. Yeah, they were yeah. just around anytime. Uh, <laughs> anytime they were like, oh, we have to have a check-in on them yeah. to make sure they're still working at this fucking office. Yeah, anytime the camera had to go to the back... 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you ever had to talk to Toby at all. Yeah, they were there. Yeah, which I think is what happens. Uh, it goes to the back. Toby again is gone. Yeah, what and happens we, to Toby? I think we covered that, right? No, not in this, no. Did we not cover it, like, the first, first time? If not, Toby was working still at HR, and then when Michael comes back, uh, he's like, why can't I breathe right anymore? What's going on with that? Uh, why do I feel sweat all over we my body? Have, I think we did. This. It does sound good. Uh, and he's like, oh, I've got PTSD. I gotta go. Yeah, uh, and, and he leaves. But Kelly gets to be HR now. Yeah, and I think it's just like, it checks in, and Kelly's like, I'm still here. <laughs> and that's just, like, it for her. Uh, which is good, because that means Mindy Kaling also has, I think, things she's doing. Right? Because she had... She had a show. She yeah, had a show or something. She had a show, and I, that show's over, but I think that she's been in she's movies probably, that failed since then. She's probably... Well, I bet she does, like, I bet she does I really like, producer shit, too. Yeah. But I remember she was on a movie recently, I think, too. Yeah. I think they... Okay. So she probably has a book sketch. Yeah, who cares? Anyways, so she's around. She's like, yeah, I'm here. You know. Yeah. She's like, what have you been up to for the last seven years, like, in her professional... Yeah, when it comes to, like, the past seven years. And she's like, well, I worked here for seven years. She's like, yeah, not much, you know, just still working here. Just, you know, just uh, plugging in the hours. Yeah, but I think as... I think she's around when Michael says one of his weird, overly ally things about cisgender Andy. <laughs> Michael, cisgender ally about Andy. She starts talking about women in sports. <laughs> she's like, we've got, a, we've got a great new bill. You don't understand. That's gonna... This new bill says schools have to be transphobic. <laughs> this new bill... <laughs> This new bill says if a trans woman wants to play a sport in school, then that means five cisgender women have to... I I don't know where to go with that. I'm sorry. You know what? I know where to go with that joke. You're just, you're just giving up on it? Yeah, I'm giving up on it. All right. My point is, she becomes, as all TERFs must... Oh, is Kelly a TERF? Kelly's gonna be a turf because she learned about it on Twitter, and it's a way to make the day about her. Uh, that checks out. Because Kelly is, yeah, she likes having attention on her, which, you know, everyone yeah. has. It's nice. So. Uh, I, You know, I support that. But the way she does it now is she goes, um, I'm, she has one of those signs that, like, all the fucking turfs had where it's like, uh, they cancel me for asking questions. Uh, she has one of those. He's like, uh, Michael, you don't understand. If you let a trans person work at the office, they're going to send me to prison for asking a question. And Michael goes, what does that mean? And she goes, it's just true. I heard it online. I read about it. I read about it online. Uh, and so as, but again... So Michael's, what trying happens to, Michael's trying to alleviate the conflict. All TERFs have to... In the same way Anglos are disgusting, TERFs are. And TERFs are all British, too. I don't know if you've noticed this. <laughs> Every TERF is I, a British person, somehow. Is that true? Yeah. It's... Oh, I remember another point I was going to bring up, which was, like, last year or the year before, the woman who, like, said something transphobic in her office... And then all, like, the TERFs online and uh, the guy who made IT crowd because oh, he yeah, was super like... into that. Until it tore apart his marriage. <laughs> Fucking owned. Imagine, like, letting some bullshit you heard about tear apart your marriage and make it so you can't see your kids anymore. Jesus. Choosing to be so online you never get to see your kids again. 
Totally deserves it. I hope that guy dies alone in a fucking old folks' home. <laughs> that would... Oh, that's so funny. Anyway, they're all British. There was that lady who said transphobic things in her office. And what happened was that office decided not to renew her contract. Unrelated. But they were like, you're also a mean person. You can't treat coworkers this way. And then every turf online was like, D- they fired her. They fired her just for being transphobic in the office. It's like, well, hang on. You can't, like, call your coworkers slurs and be like, and I should be here forever. (laughs) (laughs) And in that same way, Kelly's like, oh, Michael, are you going to fire me just for saying words in the office? Like, what if I call Andy a slur? And uh, Michael's like, what? (laughs) Huh? And he doesn't get it. If he did, as an ally, he'd be like, Kelly out. But he doesn't understand. So as an ally, both to women... And trans, uh, so yeah, transgender so he's, people. He's trying to, he's trying to mediate, he's trying to like alleviate the conflict that he sees rising between yeah. Andy and Kelly. And but my point here is Kelly, over the course of the special, becomes more and more British as time goes on. <laughs> Her teeth get more and more fucked up. Her language becomes <laughs> crasser and grosser and disgusting. She's like, oh, what's all this thing? A, a pee-wet balmy? Because the white brings in a fucking roast beef sandwich. Is, it, is this a wet bomb? Is this it's a big zit? It's definitely it's a wet bomb. What's all this thing? What's all this thing? And you go, wow. If only we... You know, there's no way this can be said in a way that's not cancelable. But if only we would imprison the right people, the British. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you'd get cancelled for that. Yeah, probably not. I think enough people... The British shouldn't have been allowed... When the Anglo-Saxons went to that wretched island, (laughs) (laughs) everyone should have known. And I get it. The French did the Norman Conquest. They thought if we beat them down, this means this disgusting race of subhumans will be away from us forever. But sadly, that wasn't the case. The Anglos rose up, fought off the French. They somehow survived the Vikings, raiding them. Truly our darkest moments in history. I think we've only got a few more characters left to cover. And I think... What's your district? <laughs> I, think, I think it's possible to do this in a way that we can kind of like round the show out. What's it that he says in extras that the guy who made the original British office says in extras? He has, like, a catchphrase in that show in his, like, fake sitcom that sucks. You're asking the wrong person. I have no idea. (laughs) All right. So we've got... It might be what's all this then, actually. We've got three characters left, I think. Well, unless you want to cover Ryan real quick. Ryan sucks, and I don't want to think about him anymore. Okay. So what Ryan is doing throughout this, he's, like, stay-at-home husband. Yeah. It's like a house husband. They don't have kids, but he's, like... I play the domestic role in the partnership, and it's so good that that uh, we're allowed to do that now. And then it like cuts to him sitting at sitting in a chair. He's like working the app BJ Novak made that like immediately failed. He made that app. Yeah. Uh, as covered, kill anyone with an app. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, yeah, I'm developing an app at home because I'm a smart tech guy. And I just like to thank... Black women. Yeah, I like to thank black women for allowing me the opportunity. And everybody's very uncomfortable with, like, this weird... Even white Kelly. liberal thing. Yeah, yeah especially Kelly, because she, number one, wants the attention on her. And number two, incredibly embarrassing thing. Yes. Uh, white liberals, hey, please stop fetishizing people of color in this weird way. Uh, Nobody likes it. <laughs> no one's a fan of it. No one wants you to do this. 
And so, so who we got next? Who we got next? Who we got next? What's Phyllis up to? Uh, Phyllis has been world trotting since the end. That's of the right. Office. Been doing some 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 <laughs> globe trotting, as they say. Yeah. 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 Phyllis was traveling with a sisterhood of traveling pants. I never watched that movie or read that book, so I assume it's about some ladies who go to Europe. Uh, that sounds about right. Yeah. She hangs out with her crew that watch Sex in the City together, and then they go they go to Paris, and then they go. Wow, this is just like Sex in the City, which I think is a thing that that happens in the movie of that show. That also checks out. Either way, it doesn't matter. I don't know any of the characters on that show, so none of this matters. But she comes back to the office to take Stanley out for lunch, because they were friends in the show. Yeah. And when she comes back... She sees uh, her favorite old boss. Favorite old boss, Michael. And in the same way, when Michael comes, it awakens... The terror in Toby, it awakens submissiveness, let's say. A, like, a learned helplessness, I think, is the psychological term. She comes back, and Michael's like, oh, the old cow's back in the farm, huh? And he doesn't get that that's, like, a weird sexist thing he might say. He's like, oh, old Daisy's back in the farm. Come here, you old uh, heifer, or something like that. Yeah. And Phyllis is like, oh, okay, Michael. And then he's like, now sit back in your chair and get to work. Jesus broken down within yeah. an instant. And we should cover our other woman who we introduced, Aaron. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Aaron got a job as, like, a Willy Wonka in a uh, theme park. That's right, I forgot about this. Yes. Yeah, uh, you say it like that's happened in the end of the office. No, 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 I just forgot we covered it. <laughs> huh? We haven't covered it. No, 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 I forgot we talked about it. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I mic. told you about it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we talked yeah. about some ideas. Uh, yeah, so she's been working at a theme park as, like, a Willy Wonka in, yes. like, the uh, kind of Johnny Depp tradition, and she did, like, songs for children and led them yeah, through this yeah. theme park as, like, this Willy Wonka, but the problem came because she started doing the punishments of Willy Wonka, too. Yeah, she was really into, <laughs> she's very into the punishment, to the point that, like, the, the rest of the theme park sort of uh, like the rest of the factory theme park whatever sorts of fall apart it's not yeah, like she's not yeah. providing the same upkeep. yeah she's throwing kids into this chocolate river uh she's like putting kids in the egg machine or and whatever the, cho- the chocolate river has like multiple breaches where it's leaking into like the sub basement below yeah, yeah, yeah. which is not built to have like a chocolate waterfall in it so they're just like falling down hitting like beams and shit rafters yeah. and then like all the Oompa Loompas are kids that have been deformed because of her doing this. Uh, yeah. And they do, like... You almost definitely don't know this movie from, like, 1911, but it was called Freaks, uh, and it's about... I definitely uh, don't. Yeah, it was about, like, traveling freak show. Uh, I don't know what the term for that now would be, but that's what it's called in the movie, and it's yeah. called Freaks, so come on. I, I don't think I don't think, I don't think freak shows exist anymore, to be honest. No, most definitely not, because, like, Cause, God, yeah. what a horrible thing we did to people. <laughs> if, if you didn't look, if, like, you had a scar if you on had, your hand if slightly you had, like, large, yeah, if you, had, like, you had to just, you weren't allowed to work anywhere except for P.T. Barnum. Yeah, it's like, it's just, it's literally just like, you you know, you, you had lose, to shave you, more you than had, once a day, you were the wolf man for P.T. Barnum. You lose your job, and you have a bunch of tattoos, and, and P.T. Barnum's like, you're an illustrated yeah, man Yeah, and now those people get, like, a page in Ripley's Believe It or Not, so they're still made fun of today. That's true. I don't God know man. if Ripley's... Does Ripley's God, Believe It or Not exist design. anymore? The, like, thing does. It doesn't have the same, like, daytime TV show. Yeah. Anyways. Bring that back so you can 
watch it and go, ha ha, people are different than me. They should be made fun of. <laughs> they should have to live lives where they live in a in a system of tunnels like moles and they're only allowed on the above ground when I get to laugh at them and throw peanuts at their head. Jesus Christ. Hey, I'm against it. <laughs> this comes from basically me being against it. This comes from a place of support. <laughs> this comes from this comes from allyship, dude. I don't know if you saw my statement I released, but it says this comes from a place of allyship, dude. So next up on the roster, because I think we're getting we're winding it back down. Oh, the kids they get mangled by machinery, and so they have to be oompa loompas now for the rest of their lives in this uh, horrible theme park. Aaron is working at. And so they do the thing from Freaks, which is like, ooga-ga-ga, one of us. <laughs> to, like, the children who come in and she's punishing. So I get shut down. And those children get returned to their families. Uh, and she has to go back to work under house arrest for now, pending trial at the office. <laughs> so two more characters to cover. And I think with the yeah. last one, we can kind of wind it back around to closing up the A plot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which will also close the B plot. Cause I think well, yeah, I think it'll all kind of tape together, basically. Yeah. So we've got, uh, so we've got uh, Creed. Creed has gone into hiding. Another pending trial. <laughs> Creed has gone into hiding, but he hides at the office he's always worked at as Creed. But now he goes by Rush. Yes. He's, uh, he goes is, by Rush. He's not, he's not changed any of his habits. He's not yeah. changed what he does and or where he goes. And the band that Creed in real life had is touring in the show, which is incredibly funny when you get, uh, come to Daryl's a failed musician in this show, too, in this episode. And Meredith travels and by travels, it can't travel because Rush has to work at his job still, uh, even though his band is, like, selling out stadiums. That's definitely not true for whatever band that Creed was in. Mm-hmm. But for this, it is because he's in the real band Rush. Yes. <laughs> Rush which, is also... still exists. Rush is the drummer for Rush, and he plays YY7 a lot. <laughs> or, I don't know, they might call it YYZ because they're, like, Canadian or something. Who could say? So, so Meredith is 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 still here. We gotta go. Yeah. Meredith's the last other character to cover. <laughs> Meredith, if you remember, was a alcoholic. Alcoholic, and she was on the downtrodden path, and she still is. Well, which she, that's and, cool. Yeah, and and she should have been arrested for the things she did at the office, such as repeatedly flashing her coworkers. Yeah, trying to force them into sexual situations, yeah. sexually harassing them. Yeah, she's like a like that. yeah, she was like a weird like she's like a like a nymphomaniac is what they were yeah. kind of setting her up as. And uh, in that same way, she still is as she works there now, even yes. though she's also like in, in like Hanna Barbera cartoon is in the band of teenagers who hits the uh, what's that little drum with the symbols called. And they, like, hit it on their thigh or with their hand. In the tambourine? Curtain. Yeah, tambourine. Uh-oh. She's like a tambourine girl in in Rush's band, Rush. <laughs> touring with Rush's band. <laughs> touring Scranton every, every week. Uh, uh, but she's also hooking up on the side with Jim, who does it just in the middle of the office. <laughs> shirt on, pants off, over his desk. Just naked Staring ass. into the middle distance. And or at Pam staring uh, yes. her down as he has sex with Meredith. And he goes, I don't understand why this is wrong. And I was like, yes, you do, dude. You definitely you know. You definitely do. Also. He's like, I war changed me. And they're like, no, it didn't. You're just also, a weirdo. Also, since Pam is a, is a saleswoman now, her desk is right next <laughs> oh, yeah. to Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, so dude. he's just doing it right there. <laughs> yeah, dude. Dude, remember when 
Uh, I think we covered it in part one, but remember when uh, Jim just brings a stranger into the office? <laughs> we might... Oh, yeah. Yeah, we. that's right. Yeah, we did <laughs> cover it in part crazy. one. Yeah. So Jim's, Jim's doing pranks and yeah, whatnot. which is what we need to that's, wrap yeah. back around with. So, the Christmas prank. So the Christmas prank that he decides to do is that, you know, it starts snowing. Yeah. This will be the week... So I think the Monday is going to be... That's like when the special ends. Yeah. The Friday before this, this is when Jim executes the biggest prank he's ever pulled. Now, what's a good prank, would you say? Well, so a good prank, this is going back to the one that stands out in my mind, which is when he traps all of Dwight's office supplies, or at least just his stapler, in gelatin. Yeah, the prank you remember, he traps the office supplies in gelatin. Yes, and so to break that down... (laughs) It's essentially it's a trap for Dwight. He can't yeah. he can't progress forward. He can't do anything because he has to do that. And on the flip side, it represents an incredible amount of time and work that it would take on Jim's behalf to do that. So through circular storytelling, we have to trap him in a prank again. But yeah. this time, it won't be a stapler because that's number one been done. Well, yeah, no, Jim's not going to repeat two, a prank. He's got new pranks yeah. now. Yeah, if he just repeats the prank, Pam will be like. Well, I get it. This does remind me of the flame I had, but doesn't reawaken a flame for you. The other thing is that Jim is twice as psychotic now. Yes, absolutely. So he's Uh, twice as willing to go to extreme lengths. Killing children and killing unarmed women and children, and then saying, like, I had to do that to really no one because uh, most private companies like that have no supervision. He goes, That changed me. Wow, war is hell when I kill those children. <laughs> so, so Jim, Jim decides Jim must trap. Yes, Dwight so for this prank. He's he's trying to figure out what's the perfect prank. What's the perfect prank? But and then he what? hears about a warning. Yeah, over the radio, he hears a warning for a different place. Uh, that there will be a blizzard in that place, and he thinks, well, that gives me an idea. Nobody has ever... Well, I assume it actually probably has happened. He's like, it's I'm gonna start... He's it's, like, yeah. this time, there will be a blizzard in Scranton. But it won't be a real blizzard. It'll be a blizzard of Dwight's mind. Well, <laughs> where there, I is, there is still real... I, I think there was still real snow, because it is... It's, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's December in Scranton. There is gonna be real snow, but there won't be a real blizzard. Yeah. So the snow will be outside the window. Yes. And that will trick Dwight. That will trick Dwight into really thinking that it's going. So at about 1 p.m., using a fake radio transmission, Jim plays on his radio for the whole office. A blizzard is going to come into Scranton. Yes. Everybody get to a place you can hunker down. There's going to be a blizzard. And everybody goes, well, that's Kate. Good enough for us. Let's go. But Dwight. Dwight's like, we're finishing up. Michael says, you can all leave. But Dwight is like, I have to finish up the work. Or actually, this can be before that even. And then the party will be where everybody else comes in instead of just the A-plot. Either way, it works. Dwight goes, fact, you are all cowards if you leave. Facts don't care about your feelings. Damn, he really was a proto-Shapiro in that he was annoying. (laughs) 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 So it was like, fact, it is cowardly to leave your station of battle. Fact. Captains go down with this ship. And then people have had to put up with this for seven years, so they don't even really stick around and listen to this. Yeah, ship. exactly. Like, so, like, like, uh, Stanley like gets just on like, the Akira the motorcycle. He just pushes him out of the way. Yeah, like, get, just shoves get out of him. my way. 
and he gets on the Akira motorcycle and he grabs Pam's arm and uh, brings her onto the motorcycle behind him. He r- yeah. rides off. Everyone rides off. Jim rides off, except Dwight. Everyone in the warehouse rides off, except Dwight, who well, stays Jim, in. Jim only appears to, to ride off. Yeah, He's Jim only other appears. Plans. But he sticks around the main office. Yeah. He packs snow up against all exits. Yeah, he gets a, he he, uh, he gets in possession of a bulldozer from a friend, yeah. from an the old The snow connect. is in close, and then there's white mica around it, so that it will always look like there's snow blocking the entrance. Yes. So he packs all the snow <laughs> in and, and blocks the entrances. And he goes, this will be my master work. This is my master prank. This is my design. This will win Pam back. This is my design. The, like, yellow, white yes. brushes across. Uh, and then Dwight, when he tries to leave, finds out he's totally packed in. He's completely He was trapped. wrong to try and work till five and then leave. Yeah. He can't go home. He can't see his wife. He can't see Cousin Moe's. Cousin Moe's wedding is this weekend. Oh, no. Cousin Moe's can't open a door because of Shroop family tradition. I hope Angela will open those doors for Cousin Moe's because Cousin Moe's is going to get married tomorrow. And until he gets married, he can't, he, open any doors. he can't open a door. So Dwight has to live like a rat in this office. Yes. He finds out Jim has removed all of the food from the refrigerator <laughs> and put another... There, there's, like, a cut to Jim putting a second refrigerator outside, and he does, like, his Jim face with his, uh, his like, old hair. <laughs> but he still has, like, the stupid John Krasinski beard. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, I said he's even bigger than the beard he normally has. <laughs> it's like, it's, he does... Imagine the Jim face if it just had, like, eyes that just... <laughs> I'm doing the face. Eyes of a psychotic individual who just can't. Again, the thousand. Uh, it doesn't look stare. like a, it doesn't look like a fun, cute little thing anymore. It just looks like he's a fucking psycho. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. The beard on. <laughs> so why does a live there like a rat until Monday morning? Now most of everybody getting situated will happen on Monday, except for Dwight who. On 9 a.m. and they and Jim moves the uh, snow back and goes. Now, Pam, ready yourself for my best prank. <laughs> and then Dwight rushes out. Dwight rushes out of the building and goes. Thank you so much for saving me from. I was I trapped got, because I've of the been, blizzard. I was snowed uh, in all weekend. Yeah, and everybody goes. There was no blizzard. There was light snow. How are you snowed in? He goes. There was snow against the doors. No, you have to believe me. You gotta believe me. I gotta go. Mose needs me. Jim, Jim gives a little wink to Pam. <laughs> yeah, Mose needs me. Mose is trapped. He gets. He gets to his farm. <laughs> and he sees Angela has saved her cats and her children from whatever happened on the farm. Now what happened? Now you know the scene in New Hope, the burnt down farm of oh, Owen, yeah. uh, Uncle Owen and Aunt, uh, ooh, what's her name? She has a name. I don't know her name. Uh, that lady was cool, uh, the aunt in New Hope, because she, it looks like she just showed up to set in her clothes and was like, all right, I'm ready to do Star Wars. Yes. Yeah, it's like that. He shows up to the burnt ashes of his farm. Uh, he finds a skull there, and he's like, Mose, no! If only I was here to open the doors for you! I could have helped you. I could have saved you, Mose. I could have saved us all. If only I wasn't pranked by the master. And then Angela approaches from behind and, like, puts her hand on her, his shoulder. And then he does, like, the... What the fuck from the uh, from the meme of the office? Oh yeah, where he turns around and he's like, "What the fuck? You were here?" It's like that, and then he rushes back, and the Christmas party is starting, and he's like, "Jim, 
You killed most of your prank, your vicious, brutal prank against me. And, and that's Pam, what that's what really ignites the spark in her eye. Yeah. Pam's fire for Jim. She's like, you're the prank master again? You burned his farm down? Uh, Jim didn't realize the farm was going to burn. That was a lightning strike during uh, a storm that happened. He didn't plan for that. He didn't know it was going to happen, but he takes credit for this farm being yeah. burned down. Pam, Pam looks up at Stanley with like almost an uncertain look, but also like, you know, Stanley in, in her eyes. Yeah. In her eyes, she's Stanley she's, goes, yeah. go to him. And he pulls up uh, a VTuber <laughs> on his phone and, and, and just starts down. watching it and walk yeah, away. He yeah. Down. He goes, <laughs> <laughs> he just sits at his desk. <laughs> yeah. He goes, I have a family also. <laughs> <laughs> They're coming back for vacation soon. <laughs> So he sits down and he watches his VTuber and he's like, I can order that Gundam I wanted to order, that life-size Gundam, and put it in the room that you were going to take up for this child you want. And so, uh, Jam, Jam, Jim, Jam, Jam wins his life Jim back. Jim wins his life back. And he's, he's very happy to have done so. And now White Twi- Elephant Twi- starts Twi- at the office. Twi- is mourning the loss of his cousin. <laughs> So this returns to the classic white elephant of the office game. I don't know if you remember that was a big deal. I do remember. Episode. I think yeah. I remember. Yeah. And they're playing white elephant, and then Andy opens the gift wrapped for him. It says Secret Santa, but Michael is dressed as Santa Claus, and he's looking around. And he's like, "Ha ha! I bet I knocked it. I mean, I bet Santa really got it." one for this one. Now, what would an ally (laughs) think to put into a gift for a trans man who in the canon would believe, would have no reason to believe otherwise, this trans man is almost definitely uh, not out as trans in the office. What might an overzealous ally put in this gift? (laughs) Uh, Do you want to say it or should I? Uh, It doesn't matter. So Michael gets Andy a binder. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, he gets him a. In case you're confused, not a binder, uh, as in filled with women. A binder, as in uh, the clothing item. And this confuses Andy. Andy least. probably doesn't even know what it is. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, "Oh, uh, a shirt, I guess." Uh, he's like, "Is this like one of those like for like your waist?" Yeah, and he's like, is this workout clothes? Why doesn't it go all the way down? Why is it just my chest that it covers? And why is it so tight in the chest? And Michael, when Andy takes his shirt off to put this new shirt on, Michael's like, whoa, whoa, you can't do that here. That wouldn't be okay. (laughs) And Andy's like, yeah, I guess... Yeah, I guess, I guess you're right. I guess. Yeah. Again, smincing like, oh, yeah, that is not... That much is not okay for Michael. So this is the culmination of... Michael's allyship, which Kelly immediately flies into a rage. (laughs) A British rage at the idea. She's gone full British. She's gone full British, full turf. And she has, like, she starts trying to attack, of all people, Michael for this. Because he's the boss and he's a man. (laughs) She's like, this is a way to keep women down. (laughs) And Michael still has no clue what she's talking about. Yeah, Michael has no clue. Andy definitely has no clue. Andy, again. Andy kind of just, like, stumbles away with Aaron. (laughs) Yeah. Who's crowned the queen of love and peace. As you hear, this will be, like, the credit roll, which the stinger will be. (laughs) 
the the Oscar bit. Yeah, the Oscar thing. But the credit roll will be Minnie Kaling as Kelly tackling oh. and rolling on the ground with Michael. And then in the background, as it shows the uh, shot of the building, you also hear sirens. And there's like red, white, and blue. And uh, people are talking about the eggnog must have been spiked. <laughs> Yeah, and I think that covers... That the just about wraps now. it up, yeah. So, yeah, it only took us two fucking hours. Yeah. Almost three. Yeah. To figure it all out. I think, you know, yeah, that's a good little return, just to see how everybody's doing. Yeah. You know, see how all our friends are doing. And who knows? Maybe in another year, we'll visit our friends at the office again to see how they're doing. <laughs> but probably not. But probably not. We're definitely not going to do that. Yeah, too many characters. Yeah, I want to do a take two on my Pam impression. Go for uh, it. Which is, Jim! 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 Jim, our son Bart needs to go to Springfield Elementary. Homie! I don't think that's... Michael! Michael! Work on your Kevin. A boss can't be... Michael, a boss can't be treating employees this way. I don't know if you can do that, Michael! I can't do it. Pam, either. <laughs> a perfect Pam Simpson uh, from the <laughs> office. Not, yeah. You want to work on Kevin? You got to work on your Kevin, Yeah, Michael. you want to work on Kevin? No! <laughs> he is kind of like a homer. But Pam, I like Dolph. Marge. Marge, but Marge. Well, enough of that. No. So, yeah, we figured that all out. We got that all taken care of. Uh, everybody, you don't have to ask any questions. You can stop sending us emails. Yeah. Because uh, we're really not interested. <laughs> So, any parting thoughts? I was trying to think of another podcast I can, uh, <laughs> I can say. No, we should probably just call it this one. I don't see why I do that. This has been TV for White People. This has been Friends at the Table. My name is Eric. An actual play podcast. Where my we name is create, Eric. Uh, where my we name is Eric. Fun interactions and my between name is Eric. characters in a TV show for white people. I'm Levi. And thanks for watching. Or listening. Fuck. Just think of Eric, Levi, 